0: Taking off in five, four, three, two. Yeah. Um so tonight's gonna be an exciting show. It's gonna be an exciting show for a couple different for the main reason we got a press play. Yeah. Uh good one. coming at you. Real good one. Uh real good one coming at you tonight. Uh and also uh I am going to go Berserker at some point during this podcast uh you're not gonna know when i'm not gonna berserker? tip you off berserker yeah, yeah. berserker wasn't that uh what, what what uh video game is that from that's you know from what that
1: is what is
0: berserker that's like from from street fighter or I'm, i know i'm getting it wrong berserker. i think so
1: horrible name for a character berserker. like <laughs> taser face taser the character from a guardians of the galaxy I do not remember that taser you don't remember? face. Taser face, yeah. No, <laughs> I have no idea. Remember, who that he is. was the one who like captured Quill and took over um, uh, the blue guy.
0: Oh, what were they? That's from again? not taser face. No, no. Yeah. Uh But what camp was he with? Uh, I, I would not be able to tell you. I did not watch Guardians of the Galaxy with the. <laughs> with and Stallone any sort
1: of... was um, a part of the.
0: Oh, was it like the. Yeah, what's that civilization uh, civilization called? Uh, they were called like, they weren't the Krees or the Scrolls. I know comic book heads are like, yo, fuck yeah. you guys. So, <laughs> it, it was
1: Michael uh, Rooker. He played Yuda, uh, Yondu. Right. Yeah, Yondu, I know, yeah. Yeah, so when Yondu, um, when his crew got taken over by uh, Taserface and the other Taserface. guy's his name <laughs> was Craglin. Uh, yeah. So Taserface was an actor, uh, uh, Chris Sullivan. Mm-hmm. You don't uh, I'm pulling up the like the image of the character here. You're going to you're going to know him when I pull him up. This guy. Mm-hmm. I, think no, he, I think I think he was in I Guardians of the Galaxy part 1 too. Anyway, so his character's name was Taserface, uh which I've always thought was like just a horrible character name. Yeah. Uh berserker, another horrible character name. But anyway, continue. Yeah, I
0: don't think it was a I don't think that was a character. I think that was like a move in like berserker. It was from like I'm it's telling you, from you something like Street Fighters. Remember. Uh, I'm mad. I said Street Fighters. Street Fighter, right?
1: Um, I I think S, no S. E- either way works. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: it was either it was. I don't think maybe it wasn't Street Fighter, but it was like something else. Berserker. Berserker. Go berserker. Yeah, I forget. I I lost it. I don't. I don't. I don't know exactly where that's from. But it is a good. Re- uh, I'm gonna fold that into my vocabulary from now on. Berserker. Whenever somebody says, "Hey, how you doing today?" I'm like, "Berserker." Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no one's going to know how to respond to that so Exactly Conversation's very awkward No, exactly
0: Yeah, yeah That, Like, it's uh, 2019 We got to be okay with uncomfortable conversations
1: I've definitely been a lot more, like, honest in 2019 Yeah, yeah. Especially, like, you know how sometimes you find yourself in a conversation you don't want to be in?
0: Oh, absolutely! Yeah,
1: you know, maybe like two years ago, I'd have been like, "Yeah, I would have just had it out and oh yeah, what did you and your boyfriend do this weekend?" Yeah. Like, "Oh, tell me about your cats. What, <laughs> what did the calico do? That was so funny." You know, like now I'm just like, "Yo, uh, I don't want to be in this conversation." Like the other, the, the <laughs> other day, I was, you,
0: you do you knock on the table when no. you said,
1: "I don't want to be here"? <laughs> the other day, I was listening to a few of my um my coworkers talk, and like, you know how like there are certain they're always certain characteristics uh, people who have certain characteristics in large group conversations Yeah, there's the like person who chimes in very subtly mm-hmm. every like couple uh, couple of minutes and then removes themselves quickly because they, they don't want they don't what they said to attached. be judged yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and there's the one upper yeah. the person who like if somebody says they you did went to something. Cancun
0: this weekend, yeah. uh, I went to space. Yeah. Like I've <laughs> been three times. It's amazing. Like <laughs> oh yeah,
1: oh you, you 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 and your boyfriend went out to dinner this weekend. Mm. Oh my boyfriend cooks dinner for me every night. Like yeah, you know? <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. As well as like he built an amusement park to my in my name. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> and massage my back. It's like, what
1: the fuck? <laughs> right. So I was listening to one right. of the. It was like the fucking worst conversation. I've ever heard so at a certain point I just told him I was like this is the worst conversation I've ever heard so so yeah. much so that I can't even enjoy my lunch so I just picked up my lunch and I went back that is the, <laughs> went back to my desk and I was like Yo, fuck this that's a very shit dick thing
0: to say to be like to not only say I'm not enjoying this conversation but then to pick your lunch up and leave Yo, like, like Yo, you, know get- how, you know how, how bad a conversation has to be for you to like Pick your lunch up, like yo, you're eating, yeah. like you're. And I was there you're before mid they. Bite. I was there before they all got there, and yeah. I was like, oh fuck it, uh, I've got to go." Uh, so, so yeah, so so you could probably use that Dave Chappelle wrap it up, B. Oh, uh, like, wish I had the wrap it up box. <laughs> wrap that shit up, B. Hey, wrap that shit up, hey yo. But uh, we're gonna unpack this fucking intro real quick. Yo, it's your boy, T.O., as you know.
1: It's your boy, O. Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks.
0: Yo, and it's the motherfucking Fade podcast, your one stop shop for everything, TV, media, and film related, along with any other goddamn thing we want to talk about. Uh, how are you doing today? How's it going? Good, man. How's life?
1: Life is good. Yeah. I can't complain about much. Okay. Yeah. How about
0: yourself? I can complain about a whole lot. Uh, Yeah, yeah. not much is going right. now. I'm joking. Um, (laughs) No, uh, everything's good, man. Um, You know, I'm getting to a certain space in the world where um, it's interesting. I I have this, I'm in this headspace right now where I'm trying to accomplish like a whole lot. Like I'm trying to do a whole lot. I know that sounded arrogant like... (laughs) I'm trying to accomplish a whole lot. Like while all you scrubs are doing anything. (laughs) Um, No, but I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like do a a couple of different things. And what I'm finding is I'm having like, you are your own worst enemy. Like always, like that's always going to be the case, right? Like there's nobody who's going to come externally. That's going to like hinder you more than you probably hinder yourself. So with these things that I'm trying to do, I'm realizing like, it's just me. Like, like I have to like fight myself to get the shit done. And it's just like, why am I fighting myself? Just, why can't me just be on the same page as me? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it's uh, like, why
1: can't I just set a task for myself and just get and it done? Do it, like, you
0: know? <laughs> yeah. Why
1: do I let procrastination creep yeah. in and, and, like prioritize things that don't really matter as much as this, yeah. this big goal I have. Yeah, yeah. What no like, fucking idea!
0: Like, why am I watching uh fucking Game of Thrones for the eighth time? And like,
1: <laughs> yeah, like why did I watch four yeah. episodes back to back, knowing that She's I had this other more important life goal? Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. I want to accomplish.
0: Yeah, so I, I'm in that kind of headspace right now. Um, but it's it's good, man. I can't complain. I uh, yeah, I'm I'm I'm. I'm getting things done and I'm, I'm doing what I, what I gotta do. Uh, I just always wish like my ambitions more than I think sometimes when I'm like, it's when you set a goal, sometimes you don't actually, like, it's like something that you set in motion Mm -hmm. and you're like, why isn't this like happening already? But it's just like, yo, of course it's not like, it takes time. Like just let it fucking breathe. Yeah. Um, and I'm, but I'm not a patient person when it comes to like shit like that. I'm like, no, I want the results right here so I can like understand the value of what it is that i'm doing so
1: so you know what i what i plan on doing Mm. deactivating my uh my my personal instagram and facebook
0: i think that's weak for i think it's weak
1: well no not like oh i'm one of the people who's oh i'm gonna completely like remove myself from social media blah 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 but i'm going to remove myself from it for a period of time okay so
0: you're just gonna stop like going to it
1: i'm gonna like like pause my account
0: you see, I don't believe that because I, I, I don't think I think that's an easy way to stop it. But like that's quitting cold turkey. So I think when you, you're inevitably going to start again and then it's going to be like you're, it's going to be as bad, if not worse than well, it no, is it's now. Bad now. <laughs> it's bad now. It's bad now.
1: On your phone, right. You can yeah. set like usage limits for your apps. Yeah. So I have like all of my non-essential apps set to like an hour a day Mm. uh, usage limits, right?
0: And what does it do? Does it cut you off? Like it says, or does it just give you a warning, like a dickhead, uh, you were supposed to only use this for an hour.
1: So it cuts you off, right? Yeah. But you can access it if you need to. So what I, how I have mine set up is like, let's say I've used Instagram for more than like an hour throughout the course of a day, right? And and so not only do I have a usage limit on it, I have like a time period limit Mm -hmm. to where at 9 a.m., It tells me like, yo, you know, no fucking with Instagram until 5 p.m. Yeah. Right. But. You can also just go in and you type in your password to your phone and you can say, oh, ignore it for 15 minutes, mm. ignore it for an
0: hour yeah. or ignore it yeah. all day. So right? it's like you'll just do that anyways. Yeah. Like, yeah so yeah.
1: if you're scrolling through and then the <laughs> reminder will come up like, all right, no more social media. Yeah. You have the option to just hit uh, <laughs> another <laughs> 15 more. minutes, just a little more, one, I mean,
0: more <laughs> one more hour today. <laughs> I mean, a lot of twerk yeah. videos are up right now. <laughs>
1: So, like oh, yeah. that's that's the problem for me so it's yeah. like i've tried the let me set personal limits <laughs> let me use my device's capabilities yeah, yeah. to set those limits as well yeah now it's got to go
0: well okay so here's my firm belief is nothing more there there's nothing more powerful than having the app there but forcibly like not going into it like breaking that actual habit of And it's almost like instinctual, like it, it, like when you flip on your phone, it's like I automatically find myself gravitating towards it. And I'm like, but that's not even why I fucking even turned my phone on. Like I, I went to go check an email or some shit, but I find myself just naturally gravitating some towards some sort of a social media um, button. Um, So I think what I did for a while was I would, I would make sure and it sounds like so simple but obviously it's like the hardest thing in the world to do but i would try to be conscious of what i'm doing like i'm opening my phone right now to check my text messages i'm opening my phone right now to check my emails like and if i do anything outside of that thing then it's just like yo i have to have like a, a like a sidebar with myself like yo self yeah the fuck are you doing like you know why you came here you didn't come here for this bullshit. And so I think that helps me after a while of like being cognizant of like what I'm doing. Cause I don't even like half the time I get on social media, I don't actually even want to get on it. It's just, it's something to do. Like when you're bored, it's just like, and so it's just like, you get used to it. Like, Oh, let me occupy my time for another two minutes, you know, while I wait for whatever it is that I'm waiting for. Um, but I think that that's a habit that you like, I want to mentally break. I don't want to like just have something to stop me. I want to like, me myself, you, you
1: want to be more in control of your your urges to absolutely. not do certain things, yeah, absolutely. to not exhibit certain behaviors you know aren't in your best interest. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's hard, man. It's hard as fuck, man. Fuck. Hey, why? Hey, here's to
0: the struggle. <laughs> here's <laughs> to the struggle. Uh, all right, so let's let's get into some shit right now, man. Uh, let's talk about some uh, some shit that's coming up, some movies that are dropping this week uh, in theaters. Uh, we've got Going Wide, um, Us, uh, the new Jordan Peele movie. It yeah. comes out this Friday. Um, definitely. I'm going to have to check that out. Cause, uh, and they keep promoting this on Facebook. Like it's one person saying like one, per, like one critic being like, this is the best horror movie I've, that's ever existed. That's a pretty hard, like that, that that's a, that's a very subjective thing. Cause it's like, who the fuck are you? Like guy from, uh, you know, TV Atlantic, like, uh, like what makes you the arbitrator of like, Yeah. Does this movie. And you know, the people
1: responsible for like marketing and advertising the movie love that shit. They're like, of course. Get get that tagline. Get that article. a 12
0: year old in their basement, I don't care. Put it up. (laughs) Put it in the commercial. Put it in the
1: commercial. Put it on the radio spot. Get it on there. Fucking some guy from Wisconsin said this movie is the best movie.
0: Use that. Run with it. What? He's not alive? He (laughs) wasn't even talking about us, the movie? Don't care. (laughs) Run it. Run it. Print it now.
1: They fucking love that shit. <laughs>
0: they really do. Um, so I keep seeing that, and it's kind of peaked. I'm not gonna lie; it kind of worked on me a little bit. Where I was like, okay, well now I have to see this movie. Yeah. I got to see if the, like, you know, the, if this guy from fucking again, uh, TV Worldwide or some shit, if he's correct in what he's saying. Um, uh, so that that's coming out this Friday. Uh, but also coming out is um, Harmony Korine's um, uh, The Beach Bum with uh Matthew McConaughey but that's showing in limited theaters. Uh us is obviously going national. Um uh The Beach bomb is uh, uh going to be shown in select theaters. Um but that's also going to be an interesting movie. I think I'm clearly going to want to watch at some point in time. I don't know if it's playing near us but um but I am going to want to see that. Um also uh on streaming uh which of course is just Netflix. Um, <laughs> uh, uh Amy Schumer's got I guess another Netflix special. We uh, gotta start respecting growing.
1: Hulu more and the Amazon no, we don't. Amazon video. Absolutely not. I no, will I, not.
0: I, I fuck with I Amazon refuse. video. Now, Amazon video is okay. No, the only reason why I respect Amazon video is because they have um Mr. Robot. Mm. Um that's the only reason why I feel that and well the only reason why I respect Hulu is because they have um Rick and Morty. Oh, that's yeah! yeah i don't
1: need to get somebody's Hulu account.
0: Yeah, well, my my free trial is about to end. Uh, actually, you oh, know what? I fucked yeah. up. I fucked up. So <laughs> I had the free trial. Yeah, and I of course, like an idiot, didn't unsubscribe. So, <laughs> so they billed you for <laughs> so the they first period. I was like, Fuck! But yeah. then it's led <laughs> me to at least have Hulu for another fucking month. But that there's no feeling worse than forgetting, forgetting to, to cancel the uh, subscription. Oh my god! <laughs> it feels like you just got hoodwinked, bamboozled. Oh, just like, fucking,
1: oh my god, it feels like they robbed you.
0: <laughs> it really does, right? It honestly,
1: even though you know you, <laughs> you're you the fault. one who signed up for their service, when you forget, you're like, and you call them up, like, hey, yeah. yo, I need my money back. I need my fucking <laughs> it money.
0: It's $7.99. I need it back now. How many days is, is it gonna take? Five to seven.
1: No, no, no. Fuck Fuck that. that.
0: I need my money. And no check. Don't send me a fucking check through the mail. (laughs) I want that shit back on my debit card.
1: I don't know. (laughs) Don't cut me a fucking check and then I have to go to the bank. No, no, no. Deposit my shit. Someone Venmo me right (laughs) Yo, Cash if, app, my nigga. Cash what app. if that's how they start doing refunds? Like, cause you know how v- yeah. Venmo, you can. No, instantly- they'll
0: never do that because it's instant. So they like they want to give you some time to like rethink your scenario. So that's why you have to hit like eighteen buttons before you can actually cancel it. But then in the interim time between when it's actually like if so, if you requested your money back in the interim time before you get it back, you start watching a couple of shows. Hey, is that blackish I see on there? Yeah. Okay. I
1: wonder if they do that. Like let's say I call to cancel my Hulu subscription. Right. Mm. And as soon as I get off the phone, I go watch a show on Hulu.
0: Yeah, of course. (laughs) No, that's like, I, I would expect you do nothing less than that. Like immediately go on the actual platform and watch something on it. But
1: what if they are like looking at that and they're like, you know, fuck you dog. Like, <laughs> you, we're not gonna give you your money back while you use our shit. No. They, they should if if I was like the person who handled subscription, the membership director or whatever at Hulu, yeah, I I would initiate a policy that says if anyone calls in cancel and to cancel their membership, yeah, and within twenty four hours mm. they are watching it or using it. <laughs> We can we uncancel it, <laughs> and they cannot call back in to cancel yeah, yeah, it until cancel the next it. period. Yeah, yeah, fuck you. You're not gonna use my shit <laughs> while expecting me to give you my your money back. No,
0: no, no. You would absolutely do that, but but I think if it gets to the point where you're they're giving you the money back, I think they just cancel you right then and there. I don't think you get like the buffer. Ah, like yeah.
1: your shit is immediately deactivated. Yeah.
0: Yeah, if you're if it comes to the case where you're getting the money back, it's different if you pay for it. You're like, fuck it. All right. I guess I'll live with it for All right. Here's what month. I do then. Yeah.
1: I, I immediately deactivate it. Yeah. Give them an opportunity to keep watching a show. Mm. And if they go back, fuck you. We're keeping your money. <laughs> You've got
0: it for another month. You know, we'll talk about we this in do, April. <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll uh, what is it? Like, we'll re, what is it when you get back together? You re, uh, Reorganize, re what? Come on, what's like, that? Like, 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 what? When, Regather, when she, reconvene, reconvene. reconvene? Yeah, in yeah, a new yeah. Month. yeah. Good, good, good word. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we got uh, Amy Schumer growing, uh, which is uh, uh coming on uh, Netflix this week. Uh, and just kind of running down the list because they got a lot of shit here. I don't even know what the fuck this shit is, but um, the one that they sort of have highlighted is the dirt. I don't know literally anything about it. I just saw that they like are really. Stressing this, no idea. I but, saw a
1: preview with a movie with uh, Idris Elba in it. it looked pretty good on, on on Netflix.
0: Netflix, yeah. Was it like was he a DJ? Because he's an he's a DJ in literally like every movie now. Yeah. I'm surprised. I'll be surprised if uh, in uh, Hobbs and uh, Shaw. That if he's not like a fucking DJ and that he's like (laughs) he he like starts out as a DJ and then he has some accident with the equipment and now he's superpowered now he's now (laughs) now he's he's just fuck (laughs) Diplo and Hobbs
1: (laughs) and Shaw fuck Tiesto all all them niggas
0: (laughs) Um, okay so that's uh, that's what's premiering this week. yeah, I, I could run down the full list of what's going on in Netflix, but honestly, I I don't know about any of that. There's, shit, there's so. a lot of shit. There is. There's th- yo. How do they? F- yo, this is what's crazy, right? Everybody's like, okay, Netflix is clearly like, you know, they they have uh, a stranglehold sort of on the market right now as far as like on-demand TV. But it's like this model is just clearly not sustainable. Literally every month they've got a list of like ten or fifteen shows that are brand new mm-hmm. that's crazy like you're like there's just no way financially speaking you can keep that going at that rate for long like you're going to have to slow down which is why like maybe like two years ago like it was like i think they canceled what was that what was it like the 1970s show where they like it was like some the, like the black kids and they were like into like dance and shit like that it was like um the the lowdown or the yeah yeah the yeah the get yeah. down i think, it was, yeah, I think it was the get down yeah that was one of like the first shows and i might be that might be wrong about that but i don't care i'm just didn't it super have hard um on. uh jaden in it yeah i think so uh jaden uh, smith um but it was like one of the first shows to get canceled or it's like Oh my God. But now they're just canceling shows left and fucking right. They don't give a shit. And, but it's just like, it's like, that's a weird model It's like, okay, we'll show one season of the show. And I guess if it doesn't pop, like we hoped it would, we'll just cancel it immediately. But it's just like, then why would you go through the fucking, why'd you pour that much money into it? I guess you're trying to find a hit, but that's just literally just throwing shit on the wall and seeing what sticks.
1: But at the same time, I mean, while to us, there seems it seems like there's so much fucking content coming to netflix there's so many different people with so many different preferences for what they like to watch what they don't like to watch what they're interested in like new areas of uh whether it's movies or shows or documentaries that they're interested in yeah i feel like net on netflix is they're like yo we can't get enough content to put out there yeah because there's such a high demand i mean how many people are on that platform like Eight billion people are on Netflix.
0: That's true. Yeah, so they have to cater to like a lot of different like markets. It's, not, mean, like, it's not like it's not like network TV. Different, yeah. d-
1: different uh, interests, different uh, <coughs> cultures, right? Yeah. who are naturally maybe interested in different things. That's different, true. Yeah, different languages. That's very true. You know, different age groups, right? Mm-hmm.
0: So then, yeah, like so, I guess you really do have to just throw shit against the, the wall and see to, what and sticks. See, yeah. yeah,
1: and then you know what sticks, sticks, and what doesn't. But you have to just
0: keep filtering it through. Yeah. That's crazy, but again, I don't. I don't know how long that's even in that case where it's just like, yeah, you're catering to a lot of different markets. I don't know how long that's sustainable. Like, I know the people, the the like the the extended in the credit line are like, yo, hey, bro, if you miss one of these interest payments, yeah, it's a wrap. Uh, I feel like Netflix (laughs) is operating
1: on cash at this point. They're like, yo,
0: we're good, bro. We got the financials. If
1: everything no, they definitely don't.
0: In one year, they're spending like. I think it's something like six or seven billion dollars. I wonder My what dude, their do you, actual profit is. Do you know how much money six or seven billion dollars is? It's that's a, that's an unfathomable amount of money. Like when they talk about Bill Gates having 90 million, that's just like that's just not even like that's uncomprehensible. Like, wait, hold on. Uncomprehensible. Incomprehensible. <laughs> <laughs> that might be one of the words that I have problems uh pronouncing. Um that's just you can't even like understand like what that actually means as far as like an actual dollar amount like you can see it on a paper but you're like "Eh, that just makes no sense to me i don't know why numbers go that high um so when netflix says they're spending six or seven billion dollars a year on new content that's fucking crazy dude so I, I, i just quickly googled um
1: netflix profit as well as like their um, net income, right? Yeah. So in Q3 of 2018, their mm-hmm. gross profit was 1.6 billion. So that's just Q3, right? Yeah. That's uh, what is that? Uh, what is Q3? Uh, September, October? No, no.
0: Yeah, that, that's the third quarter of the year, which would be. January, February, March, April, May, June. No, so July, uh, it's July. It's August, July, August, September, September is Q3, yeah.
1: right? So uh, gross profit 1.6 billion, net income was 403 million. So that's just Q3 of 2018. Their net income was 403 million. So they're definitely operating at a profit. I mean they're spending a fuck ton. I, I can't I, no, I can't believe that they're operating at a profit. Uh, say what you just said again. So their gross <coughs> profit in Q3, again, just focusing on Q3 of 2018 was 1.6 billion. Uh, their net income,
0: for that quarter mm-hmm. was 403 million. Right. But, and I get, I'd have to do the math on it, but if you break down $7 billion per month, that's just not, that's still not hitting the mark. Like, I don't think they're, they're by spending even, 7 billion per month. N- no, no, no. Uh, it split up $7 billion per month. Like meaning that divide $7 billion by 12. Um, that's how much they're spending on new content per year per cycle. So there's just no way that that. So you're saying break down $7 billion over the course of each month. Exactly. And, and that's just what they're spending on new content. Not, Not to mention their, you know, the old shit that they've got, not to mention their overhead. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, I, one of these days I want to do like a deep dive into like how fucking Netflix operates. Like, what they do because i know so for instance if like they buy a lot of shit like a lot of shit already exists and Mm then they they just snatch it up but i like i wonder like if they because they have like uh criteria in terms of like okay well how something needs to be shot yada yada but like i wonder like how all that how the chain of that works like do they front the cash for that and then like you then you know, operate how they want to operate or do you have to front the catch for that? And then we'll get you on the back end or like, how the fuck does that shit work? I don't know.
1: That's definitely good. We should, we should uh, do an info session on like how these streaming services uh, both Or or perhaps
0: get somebody in here who has worked with Netflix and be like, Hey, how did the, you know, situation go?
1: I'll, I'll uh, go to their website. You know, at the bottom you can, Click the contact us button. and It'll just just say yeah. info at netflix.com
0: Yeah, they'll tell us the fuck off. I'll shoot an email. But off. Uh, so, but no, I, I was yeah. just
1: reading this really quickly. So, uh the Netflix subscriptions, right? The average between seven ninety nine and thirteen ninety nine, depending on what type of account you have. Yeah. obviously, billions of users. My shirt's going up to twelve ninety nine.
0: So twelve ninety nine. Oh,
1: yep. Yeah. So, um you know, again, there is a range based on your usage. So there just from subscriptions alone, right? They're averaging yeah. about $950 million per month in subscription revenue. And that doesn't mm-hmm. include like the DVD rental revenue that they're
0: still doing. Right. But that so, counts in what their profit is per month. Right. Like, so that number, you quoted of 400 and some odd million uh, in terms of being there. So uh, that, that was what they income. profited
1: in, in a quarter. Right. So they're, they're profit. They're making 950 million per month in subscriptions, but between, yeah, August like a, and yeah. September of uh, no so, sorry July and September that's what their profit is right. that's what their net income was
0: okay yeah so i mean it's, it's again still sort of the same scenario i'm like i don't know if this math yeah. is adding but, up <laughs>
1: but if they're spending 12 7 billion a year right and they're making close to 1 billion a month mm. then it makes sense
0: no but that's 1 billion in a quarter that's not no, Isn't no, that no. what you quoted? So they're making 950 million yeah. a month or oh, just in
1: in uh, subscription revenue. Yeah, sure. So that's a month, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and uh factor in an additional 30 30 million yeah, 30 million or so in uh DVD revenue. So that's would they have
0: DVD uh, Cuz they still do uh No, but that DVD would rentals. include their subscriptions though, for that. Because that that would in that would be a subscription. Dude, I, I don't fucking know. It just says extra <laughs> thirty million per month, right? Yeah, that's very um, for for DVD rentals. Okay. So
1: they're making close to a billion a month in subscription revenue, and they're spending seven billion over the year. Yeah, so but each month. But again, they're operating the at, number
0: seven billion is stupid in terms of like I I I want to do the calculations, but I already think we talked about this far too long. Um, but seven billion over the course of twelve months. That number is astronomical. Like that's, again, it's seven billion dollars.
1: Yeah, yeah, but when you're making twelve billion over those twelve months, or close to twelve billion,
0: yeah, you're all right. You can pay your rent on time. Yeah, maybe we'll see. <laughs> we'll we'll see in about a couple of years. So if uh, if you know if they haven't closed up the uh, the doors on Netflix yet. Uh, okay. Let Let's get into some shit here. Uh, okay, in kind of social media, kind of news. Uh, We have this whole situation with uh, Jess uh, Hilarious, who, uh, for those who don't know, is a a, a, a comedian. She's uh, she's actually from Baltimore um, and uh, she does a lot of social media stuff. Now, she was she made headlines this past uh, week um, because she she was on a flight and she saw, you know, some uh, 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 Muslims. Who had you know the head turbans? Um, I don't know. If, did, did I was that like a hat on a hat saying head turban? Like doesn't a turban just go on a head? Yeah, yeah. There was no reason to say the head turban. Yeah, fair enough. It was like it's like watching Janine Pirro uh, saying. I don't know if you saw the clips, but she's like she's this commentator on Fox. She's like she's talking about Elon uh, Omar, who's uh, who's a senator. I think she's a senator, um, but she was like. Uh, she's wearing a hijab. And it's like, yo, you couldn't Holy say shit. it. You couldn't say it any wider than that. Yeah. Like, that is the widest way anybody has said anything ever. We need you to leave right now. <laughs> <laughs> wearing a hijab. Um, but anyways, um... Uh, So she sees these dudes with uh, turbans on and she's like, oh, my God, guys, I'm scared. Like she I think she does a post on social media saying like, hey, I don't know what's going on here, but I'm scared. The flight ends up getting um, delayed and they end up kicking or getting everybody off the flight. And then everybody gets back on. These guys aren't there. And then she does another post saying, hey, I'm not saying I was right or wrong, but these dudes aren't you know, here any longer. Anyways. So she got a lot of pushback on social media. A a, a lot of uh, you know people were were getting at her saying, "Yo, that's fucking that's racist." You know, that's uh, um, uh you know, whether you want to say it's Islamophobic or uh, you want to say I don't know. You you just want to say she was sort of being racist in that you know uh, moment in time. Um, and so she came out and she had an initial response. I think she, you know, she, she had a message that she posted that was basically just like, Hey, my bad. I didn't know. And and by the way, I guess a a side note the the dudes that she was saying, you know, that she was scared of, they were Sikhs, which, you know, uh, there are different, you know, types of, you know, Muslims and, you know, different, uh, sort of, um, there are different people within the Muslim community um, and Sikhs are, are generally, you know, they, they kind of just are chill. You know, they they're not terribly, you know, they don't they're more helpful to the cause than, you know, not helpful, I guess. Um, but even with even saying that, I feel even weird about saying that because it's like with any sect, with any group of people, you're going to have people who are cool within that group and you're going to have people who are just like, these people are just wilding out. But even without saying that people were saying like, Hey, like you're, you're being just mad racist for just seeing people in turbans than me and being like, I'm scared, you know? Um, so before I, I, I kind of, you know, say my thoughts on it. Um, what did you think? And, and, Oh, let me add in one more thing. So she had a video response that she posted like a day or two ago that was basically just like, which I thought was a good apology. I don't know if you saw it or not, but it was basically just like saying I was wrong. I fucked up. Um, You know, I didn't necessarily get them kicked off the flight uh, because nobody like responded to what I was saying. I think they were just having some other issue. It just happened to sort of coincide. Um, But teach me, this is a teachable moment. Help me understand like what's going on here. You know, teaching me about the different types of Muslims, yada, yada. Yeah. Uh, Which I thought was a pretty good response.
1: I'm familiar with this incident. And and I believe just a few months back, she was also, she got into some hot water over uh, an incident where she was, I think she said something about, I'm not sure if it was like the gay community. Uh, I I think it may have been the gay community or Mm. about like Hispanics or something like that. Sure. But focusing just on this issue, I mean, how fucking at this at this stage right where we are today in society how foolish could you be as someone in her position right you're yeah. when you post a video when you post a picture when you go live hundreds of thousands of people if not millions are going to see it right yeah. and though she may not have been directly a part of getting those people kicked off mm-hmm. there's so much sensitivity around these like cultural things right now, uh, especially particularly middle Easterns with the Muslim ban that's, you know, going back and forth in in, 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 um, throughout the Trump administration, uh, the, this whole build a wall thing. There are a lot of people in, in these communities that, uh, in this one particular community that she was talking about, who are going to feel very strongly about it. And then there are a lot of people outside of that community who are going to say, Hey, you know what? That's fucked up. And, Again, she's someone who, you know, she's not an A-list celebrity. She's still trying to build herself up, right? And, you know, what a way to kind of, like, back yourself into a corner here. The last thing you ever want to do, whether you're a celebrity or just regular person, is find yourself on social media apologizing <laughs> to, yeah. to to everybody. To, a, to, to, a, to, to an
0: entire group of people. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And that's what she had to do. And, and I get the whole, you know... Oh, I'm sorry. This is a teachable moment, but I feel like that teachable moment thing is such bullshit. Yeah. Um it's such a like a cop out for, "Hey, I'm a fucking idiot." Like that's, <laughs> you know, lead with that yeah. and then you know, maybe say, "Hey, I need to do some learning or I need to I mean, to,
0: I think in effect that's essentially what you yeah, said.
1: Yeah, but again, I just I always Maybe it's just those choice of words. Oh, this is a teachable moment for me. I'm going to learn from this. Like, fuck you. Like, how do you not know that's not an okay thing to do? Yeah. To, to, um, uh, uh what is it? Both stereotype to, yeah. uh, there's another fucking word for it that I'm not to be sort of prejudiced against. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's prejudice is stereotype yeah. It's uh there's another word that I'm looking for, but I don't know. I'm trying <laughs> to help you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, there's another word I'm looking for <laughs> yeah. that that uh, I think better describes her actions here, but yeah. she's very clearly just looking at the fact that these people have on turbans and she's like, yeah. "Oh, you know, I don't want them on my flight for that reason," even yeah. though that that's or
0: that, that that evokes immediate fear. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. That's like, you know, she you know, if she I I think she posted a video not too long ago about um, stereotyping and prejudice where she was put in a situation where because of her skin color, she was, uh, you know, followed around a store or something like that. It's like you're doing the same exact thing that you don't like done to you because of your skin color, but because of their religion. You know you're doing it to them, so yeah. it's funny when pe- how people pick and choose sometimes what they when they're okay with stereotyping, yeah. when they're okay with typecasting, and, and when they're not. And this is yeah. a situation where she clearly
0: fucked up. And don't give me that teachable moment bullshit. Yeah.
1: You're just a fucking idiot.
0: Yeah. Uh, so uh, this situation actually kind of leads to another thing that I wanted to talk about later. But uh, th- there's two specific it things was that profiling. That's yeah absolutely like it, it clearly was profiling um and, and the the very clear and obvious the first thing that i want to talk about is <clears throat> hypocrisy like yeah we as people for whatever reason it, it's like when hypocrisy is staring us in the face we just can't see it like and so it's it's a mystery to me like and not just jess i think that this is a problem with like a lot of people where it's like somehow you can understand man we as black people we're always getting you know like there's people making all sorts of assumptions about us like if i wear a hoodie i'm liable to get shot you know be just because i'm wearing i'm black and wearing a hoodie um liable to get stopped by the cops and i'm just driving my car like a normal person what's so funny about this situation with just larius is I'm surprised she hasn't become like the airplane Becky or some shit, because if she were, she was white and this happened, mm-hmm. that would be exactly the scenario that we would see, which is she'd become a meme. She'd become like, you know what I mean? Cause it's yeah. like, these dudes weren't fucking doing anything. They're just getting on a fucking flight to fucking go to wherever they were going to go. And you've seen video after video of, you know, uh, white people saying, oh man, like, you know, these people are at a cookout. They look suspicious. We should call the police on them. Uh, yeah. this guy's trying to enter an apartment. Um, he must not live here. And, and I scary. wouldn't be
1: surprised if she's put out videos commenting on those circumstances. I, I wouldn't right?
0: be shocked in the least, but it's crazy how you can then turn around and be like, these guys are wearing turbans. I don't know what's going on here. This yeah. Is... So you know what I think it is, right? Yeah.
1: People in her position where mm-hmm. they're, uh, celebrities who are still trying to build their platform right yeah. and and they're not necessarily celebrities in terms of she's uh you know uh, uh an, an actor who's been doing film for years and years and years and still trying to get to that oscar right yeah or she's a musician who's been making music for years and years still trying to get to that grammy mm-hmm. uh, as far as I understand she started out on youtube and social media right and mm-hmm. she's still building herself through that platform mm-hmm. so for her, there's a constant, you know, like a Leonardo DiCaprio needs to put out one good movie every one or two years, <laughs> sure. to 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 keep for everybody on, yeah. <laughs> to know, you know, he's still the top dog, right? Sure. When you're YouTube famous, when you're Instagram famous, when you're social media famous, you have to keep putting out that content, yeah, because memory is short, right? Mm-hmm. So in her situation, where she fucked up was, hey, I'm, you know. I, I need to put up something today. I need to have some type of content to put up today. I need to comment on something. Oh, I'm in this airport here. Are these people with these turbans. let me capitalize on this moment to mm-hmm. make fun of this thing that's going on here to share my opinion on this thing that's going on here when she really shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And she took the, she definitely took the wrong perspective or the wrong approach to it. Yeah. She, what she was trying to do was just to have some, like, oh, I want to make some jokes. I want to put some shit up on my Instagram. I want to get, get my viewers, get my likes. Mm-hmm. But you made yourself look fucking stupid because you're so eager to post, right? You're so eager to have those views and those likes that you're not even really thinking about what you're actually supporting or the message uh, that you're actually putting out there. Yeah.
0: And and, and I think what I'll uh, throw on top of that is, is that I think some like when you're a group that people do fuck with on a consistent basis, that then it feels like it gives you carte blanche to like really say and do whatever the fuck you want to do, you know? Um, And I think that in the black community, I think it it was so funny. Like I, so uh, I was helping, um, I used to do uh, for those who don't know the, uh, the, the, was the, the task rabbit. I used to uh, do their app uh, a little while ago and uh, I was helping a guy move and he was a middle Eastern guy. And he told me something that kind of disturbed me, like to like my core. I was like, "Yo, fuck! Like this shit is really fucked up out here." He was like, "You know, he he, you know, and we having to move, so like naturally we just strike up a conversation, yada yada." So he tells me about how in Baltimore, I was like, "How's your experience been in Baltimore?" He's like, "I mean, it's been cool, but sometimes it's kind of rough." And I was like, mm-hmm. "Damn, like why?" He was like, "Oh, because it's like yo, you know, people just say like wild shit to me because." of how i look and i'm like damn like well you know like what's what's going on like what what are they saying he's like yeah, like i'll be i don't know just like on a bus or on a train or something like that and this might be like yeah, i don't want you fucking on here like and i'm like damn damn these white people are crazy he's like no they're, they're black yeah and i'm like fuck dude like and and then it hit me right there that we're so used on social media and all this other stuff seeing white people just acting crazy right just fucking barbecue Becky uh fucking apartment nah, patty we're just as guilty uh, I, I see that shit all the time of uh, people who are
1: from like minority communities yeah. that you know you would think they would be more sensitive to absolutely the the, the uh, discrimination of other
0: minority communities yeah. But they're not. No, not even in the least. It almost it, feels like it gives you like an immediate help because as soon as somebody says, "Oh, you're being racist," you're like, "I'm black." Yeah, I can't. There's be racist. no way I well, can no, be racist. You, <laughs> you really can't, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I think that that to me that disturbs me because it, then it creates this dynamic where you're not. Uh, th- there's this old quote. I I loved. Uh, there's no uh, secret about it that I, I love the show Angel, right? Uh, and one of the quotes that I, I've always taken from it, and, and it's funny how people who read books will, like, look down on people who just watch TV and movies and be like, you idiots. Yeah. But every now and then you get a a jewel, a nugget that sticks with you, just like if you read a book, right? Yeah. One I, of the, one it, of qu- it's it's hearing it said sometimes that yeah. allows it to be. In the context and you see it, like, it just resonates with you some, uh, somehow. So uh, there's this quote from Angel that I've always focused on, which is live as though the world were as it should be to show it what it can be. Right. That's always stayed with me. Right. Like live as though the world were as it should be, like live, the, live like you would want to see the world, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, but you do that in order to show it what it can be to be the example, you know? And I feel like whether you're black, white, Hispanic, Hispanic, asian whatever it is live as though the world were as it should be to show it what it can be you know don't just be like white people are the absolute worst but then to fucking just turn around and be racist yourself like that's just you're no better like that makes no sense you're no better than the people you're 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 saying are persecuting you be better than them you know to show them what they can be you know yeah um baltimore
1: is uh I have a love-hate relationship with Baltimore. Like, I, I love the city. Sometimes yep. it's hard to love the city, right? You know, yeah. it, sometimes it's like it's like fucking Gotham, right? It's it's just dark, and it's just dark, right? And, and it's like, you know, the other day I was uh, driving down the street and I was at a stoplight, and the car in front of me. Someone rolled down the window and literally just threw a whole bag of yeah. trash yeah. out the window on the street. Yeah. And then just like three feet away was a trash can. Yeah, And I'm like, that person probably lives in Baltimore City or Baltimore County, right? Yeah. And that person is probably one of the people who are often complaining about... The environment that they live in, yeah. you know how the city's not clean. The city's not investing money into keeping the city clean, infrastructure, job creation, education, all these things. Yet those same people will wind down the window and pollute their own communities, right? Yeah. And you know this is this isn't too dif- uh, far from that, where it's like you know here's someone who's from uh, a community of people who's oppressed, you know, by her skin color, and and she's also a woman who a woman who's trying to make it in the film and entertainment industry, right, which is uh, a challenge in and of itself. And then here you are, and she wasn't directly involved in getting those people off, but you're also kind of still supporting that that bullshit narrative or mentality of
0: people who look that way are dangerous for no for no real reason. Yeah, and, and but it, it it never ceases to amaze me how you can't then apply that to the people who would look at you the same way, especially yeah. if that happens to you. It's, it's like this weird cognitive dissidence where you're like, no, it's terrible when they do it. But when I do it, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. And it's just like, what?
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's fucking stupid. And, and, but going back to again, who she is and what she does, right? She is a, uh, you know, a person who's garnered most of her fame and notoriety from social media so again i think it's one of those things where she's just like here's an opportunity for me to post content up on my page without yeah. really having giving thought to what she was posting and what she was supporting yeah and way to fuck yourself
0: out of that next opportunity right yeah. out i, of I, don't, that I next don't think this is going to hinder her really that much i think it's it's a, it's a little blowback but i don't i don't think it's something that's going to like derail her career i mean or like,
1: and and it's certainly you know, she, she's not done from here as um the the internet idiots would say. She's not canceled. Right. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I think she's, you know, she still has talent. I've never particularly liked her. I, I'm her not going to lie to you. I've,
0: I've never. uh and, and again, this isn't me just bashing on her because of this, even before this way before this. Yeah. I, I've, I never never really really, yeah, yeah I've never really liked um, her yeah.
1: comedy, but I think she still has a future, but it's just like, you know, build consciously, you know, don't, get to a certain point and then fuck yourself back. And then back. just act wild. <laughs> yeah, just do <laughs> Don't get to the top shit. and just and then, do some then wild then shit. You, then you gotta post 10 apology videos and then now <laughs> you try and get back to where you were. Just be sensitive to others, you know, as you should be. Yeah. And build from there. Seems yeah. so much easier.
0: Yeah. And, and uh, not for nothing, she did, like I said, a, a pretty full-blown apology for it and yeah and, and she, again she I, took responsibility I'm, I'm, for it i'm yeah she did yeah, uh on. and and i'm very i'm usually very skeptical of like any of those videos i'm usually yeah. like man fuck that shit but like it did seem like it genuine in, you know she so but, she even goes through the pains of not pains but like she even goes through the task of saying um she could have went out to some PR for firm to like write her like r- apology or whatever, but she wrote it herself, and you can kind of tell she wrote it herself because there, <laughs> there, yeah, there were some there some mistakes there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so I, I I believe her, but I think that it speaks to like a bigger problem, um, which is you know this this issue of hypocrisy, uh, yeah. of not being able to recognize, uh, the thing that you're screaming people do to you you're doing to other people but uh we digress um let's uh let's move on here um there there there's something that was uh that i felt like i had to speak on because uh it's just a very interesting situation uh there's this uh sort of movie critic uh his name's uh, john campia he has a pretty decent following on youtube um and Uh, he had an interesting video that I saw uh, uh, a day or two ago where he's speaking about Ezra Miller. Um, And for those who don't know, Ezra Miller is an actor who played uh, the Flash in uh, Justice League. And uh, the reason why he sort of made headlines is because he is now uh, trying to write a script for... Uh, the flash film that's supposed to be coming out sometime in the, new, the relatively near future um and but it, it, it's kind of a strange situation because uh the, so the the, the flash movie has been sort of in turmoil for for a while now where you know you had directors who've come and gone um and uh so and i think it's actually running up time for ezra uh, I, I think his like contract with uh, Warner Brothers is uh, actually coming up, where mm-hmm. he's not going to have necessarily a necessary contract to play the Flash anymore. I think it, uh, the, the the expiration. Good for up. him. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't get out quicker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, so I think that's why he's trying to like hurry up, speed and, up this and, process, and like get this process, like we're we're trying to get this script really nailed down. Uh, so, anyways, uh, so that's the backdrop for Ezra Miller. John Campion comes out with this video where he's, and it's very clearly unusual for an actor to be like, hey guys, slow this down. I'm going to write my own script for this and we'll try to see if that works, right? It's clearly unusual, right? Uh, especially for like a, a, a big sort of uh, Hollywood um, production like, studio like the, film the, the, like this. Yeah, the caliber right? of this this, the, this film. Um, John Campion comes out with this video and he literally plays The Rocks. Know your role, shut your mouth, jabroni. The, the jabroni wasn't in there, I added that in just for effect. Um, and so I had some strong opinions about that take on it. And he goes on this long tirade where he says, You shut your mouth, your stupid little mouth, and yada yada. Uh, so I, you had a chance to see a little bit of it. Tell me what yeah. your immediate thoughts were.
1: So his position was that Ezra Miller, because he's an actor should stay in his lane, should play his role of being an actor because the studio's hired directors to and writers to 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 handle the direction and the writing of the film, right? Yeah. Which, you know, when you look at the way a house is built, right? Yeah. Yes, there are people who, you know, will build the frame, there are people who do the electrical, there are people who do the carpeting, there are people who do the insulation and, and handle the the HVAC for the home, right? everybody's working on building the house together yeah and as long as the end product comes out good and 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 it's a beautiful quality home it doesn't fucking matter if the electrical guy may have you know picked up a hammer and a nail and and did a few things here and there right Mm -hmm. or you know maybe one team comes in and, and and lays the groundwork of the foundation for the house and at a certain point you may have to change contractor and bring in another team to finish it at the end of the day it's it's the product that matters Mm -hmm. i think warner brothers has had a problem with producing consistently good product absolutely and i think ezra miller is like hey you know what let me let me let 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 me see if i can jump in and and help build this house And, and you know at the end of the day create something that we all want to live in right and be a part yeah. of and here's and campia his thing is no you're an actor you shouldn't handle writing and directing as if no actor has ever stepped <laughs> in to handle writing and acting yeah. and directing or producing
0: of, of a show or a film yeah that's interesting I, that you say that uh because i have i happen to have a list here of prominent yeah. actors who've written their own scripts ben affleck very good actor which we very good, the good press writer play on tonight triple yeah. frontier um he's clearly written uh, remember the town um yeah. which was a was a pretty good goddamn movie uh seth rogan uh he's clearly a writer actor tina fey clearly a writer actor matt damon clearly a writer actor uh Woody allen maybe we don't want to bring up his name too many times but <laughs> clearly <laughs> a writer actor clooney clearly a writer and actor um, the movie uh, that we
1: discussed on, on our last recording, Smart, that's coming out um, pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Olivia Wilde. Yeah. The actress. Absolutely, uh, yes.
0: Part of writing and directing that film. Absolutely. Uh, Aziz Ansari, writer, actor. Uh, uh, Ricky Gervais, writer, actor. I could go on for fucking days here. Jordan Peele, writer, fucking actor. We talked about us yeah. uh, to, to open the show. Um, so... Uh, fuck, the fucking guy
1: from, and I think this guy has a bright future in writing and directing. Mm-hmm. Uh, is not Jason Sudeikis, um, from The Office.
0: Andy, or I was about to say his name from yeah. The Office. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fucking, uh, damn, he I, plays I know who you're He plays Jim. Oh, oh, uh, John, how, uh, John Krasinski. John Krasinski. Yeah. yeah. Um, writer, yeah. actor. Um, so, I'll let you finish up, and then I'll 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 come in with my uh.
1: No, take. I mean I I just think uh. And, and what you're going to talk about in a second is you know, John, this guy, John can't be his background, right? Yeah. Uh, my stance is not even going back to his background. It's just, what is his reason for this position he's taken that an actor at no point in time should be able to step in and take on responsibility of writing or directing the film. I, I think that only adds to the film where it's like you've played this character what in two movies now? Or
0: was it just the one? Uh, so he's done um, I, I think he just made a quick cameo in Batman vs. Superman and then a, uh, uh, Justice maybe League? A, ju- a Justice League and then um, a, maybe a quick cameo in Suicide Squad as well.
1: Okay. So but you've played the actor and and you've had a feature film you've made uh, well not a feature film well you, you did justice league and you've had appearances as this actor yeah. in a majority of other films so he's been flash for the greater part of what two maybe three years now
0: yeah, ever since uh, right. Batman versus uh, Superman came out, yeah.
1: And I think an actor, you know, like Ezra Miller is going to not just play the role and be done with it and then, you know, when the next when the you know, next movie comes and it's time to film, then he steps back into the role, yeah. but you're always like learning about the character. You're doing yeah. your research. You're, you know, I I would say he's continued to learn about this Flash character, which is what may have inspired him to say, "Hey, let me step in and, and maybe help write this film from the perspective of the person playing the character.
0: Yeah. Uh. So so I'll jump. It in only there. adds to it. it. It it clearly only does right. Um. Now I'm gonna preface this right with saying that, in some ways, Campy is right in terms of like, um. You you, <laughs> I don't think this is uh. I'm gonna sort of destroy this myth, but um. You don't want to let the inmates run the asylum. Like, if you're directing a film, you don't want to just be like, hey anybody who's anybody you got any advice for this movie you know like you 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 kind of want you have a specific vision that you're trying to achieve um and if you're a, a director that's worth his or her salt um you'll uh you'll be able to communicate that vision to other people and have them buy into it okay now talking strictly about campia so, if, if I'm to understand correctly, and he or whoever else, maybe any fans of his, can correct me. But if I'm uh, not mistaken, um, he it's not as if he was brought up in the film industry, and he, you know, uh, this was just his entire life. No, he just started out as a guy who, uh, just wanted to do movie reviews just off the cuff. Who just thought, hey, this would be cool to do this. You know, I I like movies and I want to do reviews, right? Um, and so he started to do like a blog. And then I, I think that turned into like doing things for like YouTube. And then he worked for um, AMC uh, movie talk, which then turned into collider. Um, and then he was excommunicated from that. So then he's doing his own thing. Um, so if I'm to understand correctly, you didn't fucking, and I'm talking to John Gambi here, you didn't fucking, it's not, it wasn't your role to fucking come in and be like I'm a movie critic, you know, um, that's just something that you felt was your lane, and then you sort of made it your lane. At the end of the day, now we just listed off like ten people who are fucking writers, actors. Who the fuck are you to tell somebody what they can or can't do? It's not as if Ezra Miller wrote a movie, and you're like I saw that that was garbage. Yeah, right. It's that's different, right? You you have some sort of um, you 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 have material that you can point to me like that was hot garbage. You should not be writing this movie, right? You don't have any fucking reason to say this other than the fact that you're a slave to the system, right? That watch hearing John Campion talking, and, and I know you don't, you haven't. This is something that's new to you in terms of. I don't think you even knew who this dude was before today. No, um, but I, I I've watched him for a little while now, right? And what, from what I can understand, he's steeped in this Hollywood system that he knows it in and out. But the problem sometimes when you're steeped in a system is that you become a slave to it. You don't know anything else other than that system. So all you really know in his brain is directors direct, actors act. That's it. Yeah. But then when you get something that's outside of those lines, it's just like this does not compute. Uh, circuits malfunctioning you like yeah. you don't know how to fucking take it and even when he's presented with these
1: situations like for example Ben Affleck in the town right he yeah. wrote and directed and acted in that movie yeah. i feel like if you were to ask him about that and what's different about that than what John Campi uh than what Ezra Miller's trying to do with this uh flash film mm-hmm. he he wouldn't have an answer for you or no. at least wouldn't have a direct answer or he would just bullshit his way through yeah. uh standing by his position no, because absolutely. there is no good answer for it.
0: No and and there there isn't solely because you don't fucking know what people are capable of. Perhaps Ezra Miller is uh Ezra Miller is a better writer than he is an actor. I have no fucking clue. Yeah. Show me some evidence. If he believes you know how much fucking testicular fortitude you got to have. Shout out to Mcfoley. Um that you have to have in order to Go to a fucking studio, like Warner Brothers, and be like, "That script that you guys wrote, that was chill, but I might have I've some, got fire. some fire." For you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know how much you have to believe in yourself in order to do that. And I'm not saying that I'm. I think his script's going to be amazing. I have no fucking idea. Yeah, I mean, idea.
1: And it, it takes more than believing yourself, right? It actually It takes, takes a certainty you know, that. Not only do I believe myself, I have confidence in myself, but yeah. I have confidence in my ability Absolutely. that I've seen
0: what's been produced, yeah.
1: and I can do it better. Absolutely.
0: And and by the way, he's bringing in, and I forget the guy's name, but it's like a famous like comic book writer, yeah. In order to sort of help him massage the yeah. script and 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 write a story. So that's, it's not just hey, I want to write the
1: script. It's, I want to take on this and challenge. And I'm getting help, yeah. And I'm, I'm bringing in people who are far, maybe not to say far more qualified than I am, but who but are more, knowledgeable, more about knowledgeable about that world. Yeah, absolutely. That are going to help support the direction of the absolutely. script. And if I think there's anything Warner Brother needs when it comes to these you know, comic book movies, it's to try something fucking new. I yeah. mean, at this point, I don't care who comes in and writes this movie. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, you know? Yeah. Bring
0: somebody in. Yeah uh so so um in response to John Campia look I, i'm not angry cuz i i think from his response i think he what he, what he wants is for people to have this like visceral oh my god i can't believe you would say that But look, I'm not going to give you that kind of energy. I would say that you're just, I just think you're playing wrong. You think it was like some clickbait type shit? I I honestly, because if you look, because you saw the same video I did, it seemed like a. It was very animated. Yeah. It was very animated. It was very well prepared. Like, it just seemed like a very, like, I want to outrage people because it's, and it's like uh, David and Goliath, right? It's like you see a guy like Ezra Miller trying to do something a little different, and you're like, why would you try to step on that dude? Like, he's just trying to, like, He's trying, and especially you se- just like you said, you've seen fucking Warner Brothers slash DC's record when it comes to these movies. I'll take anybody's fucking advice at this point yeah. in terms of a different direction we can go in because I don't trust Warner Brothers or DC at this point to make uh, a movie that we're all gonna fuck with. That if they brought
1: gonna- in Kanye to write and direct <laughs> this movie, I'd be I like, mean, look, yo, there, let's go for it. There would be mad
0: MAGA hats <laughs> in it, but. Oh, yeah. I mean, it might be fire. I don't know. Who knows? Probably.
1: <laughs> he can make beats and music. He could probably make a movie better. make shoes.
0: Uh, there'd be a lot of Yeezys in it. It'd but be better it. than the, than the Justice League. I know that. It couldn't be any worse. They'd they'd be better dressed, I guess, yeah. in, in that movie oh, at costumes least. Costumes would be <laughs>
1: that, Most of the movie. Budget would yeah. go to costumes, <laughs> right?
0: That's all it would be. It would just literally be a runway. Like, it's just a fashion show for fucking Yeezy. And That's all
1: mid-movie, would there would be a, an intermission for, like, one of his rants or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Or, or the, uh, the post-credit scenes yeah. would be, like, a Kanye rant on set. he's talking about slavery,
0: just like a mindset. <laughs> <Yeah>. like,
1: <laughs> fuck. It's still better than Justice <laughs> yeah. League. Bring hey, it, bring, it, bring in Kanye. Bring in Kim.
0: Yeah. Bring in everybody. Yeah. Fuck it. Let uh, Chris Jenner do it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, long story short uh, look I, I'm not trying to give you any crazy energy John Campia. I'm sure you mean well perhaps you don't I don't know but uh, all I can really say in a, the most respectful way is go fuck yourself and for Ezra Miller I think we'll go we'll, we'll go ahead and drop one of these for him we'll go ahead and drop a bomb for him
1: do your thing young man well I was going to drop a bomb yeah, there, it was,
0: you. There, that, go. there it is. there's your bomb fucking Ezra Miller it was, it was on a self timer it, it was <laughs> <laughs> had a mind of its own um but uh shout out to Ezra Miller man uh go uh, as uh as a great man once said rumble young man rumble um all right let's move on here there was another story I wanted to get to but I think we'll uh we'll go ahead and uh speed past that and we'll uh we'll get to what we fucking came here for ladies and gentlemen we got another fucking press play for you uh triple frontier Netflix film uh just dropped what last week that yeah, was last week. That I think dropped, it was last yeah. week. Uh, but it stars a, just a shit ton of uh famous actors. Uh uh we have Oscar Isaac, we have Ben Affleck, uh, we have Charlie Hunnam. Is that how you say his name? Yep. Um, then we have uh Pedro Pascal, uh, and then uh the dude from Tron that I am forgetting his name. What is his name? Uh Everett. H- Damn. <laughs> <Yikes>. <laughs> Headland? <laughs> I said. You oh, know, it's bad I'm when it's just like. No, oh,
1: you, you know what? It's, it's not even. It's one of those <laughs> names that has like. It's like two things mashed together. It's a. a, a Garrett. I don't know why this name is shit. fucking me up so bad. Yo, it's giving you H- difficult Headland? I,
0: okay. I, Garrett I, Headland? I guess so. Yeah. Hey, hey dude, me. listen, I'm sorry, Garrett.
1: <laughs> uh, I fucked your name up bad. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, shit. so he was from Tron Legacy, uh, Mudbound, which is, uh, I think that was a a, a a movie on, was it HBO or Showtime? I think
0: so, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure what Mudbound is, but I've heard about it. He too. was
1: also uh, in Four Brothers. Yeah. Remember him yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He yeah, played uh famous. he played uh baby Jack Mercer. Oh,
0: Garrett uh, Headland. Headland. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, dude, I don't know. It Wasn't know. that it, difficult?
1: It's the H E D then the fucking L <laughs> U N D on the back end. It, it's a
0: it's a weird mashup. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um okay, so uh we decided to do a press play on this particular film. Um so uh just to give you some sort of background on it, uh it's uh it's directed by JC uh, Chandor. Uh directed uh Triple Frontier, but just to give you a quick um synopsis uh, on the film. Uh, I got it right here.
1: Loyalties are tested when yeah. five former special forces operatives reunite to steal a drug lord's fortune, unleashing a chain of unintended consequences.
0: There you go. Bam bam. Um, so, uh, let's, let's jump right into the fucking goods here. Uh, let's, let's talk about the plot, uh, which, uh, the film was written by, uh, be- between JC Chander, who again was the director and, uh, Mark, uh, bull, I believe. Bull, Ball. 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 bull, bull, bull. We <laughs> oh, both can't. He leave. look
1: he looks Spanish, so I'm gonna put some, put a little bit of sauce on it. Mark an accent Boal.
0: where nobody requested an accent. Boal, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh so uh so he actually wrote the I think the story for it as well. Yeah, he did the screenplay. Yeah. Uh well he well he, uh, screenplay he and the story. He, yeah, he yep. wrote the story or wrote the screenplay along with uh or at least he has a screenplay uh credit along with JC Chandor, but I think he wrote the actual original story for this. Um Okay, so let's jump into the plot. What, what do we like? What do we don't like? What's uh, What was the good? What was the bad? So we talked about this a little
1: bit before we started recording. Yeah. And um, with this type of movie, it's easy to have expectations, right? Preconceived notions about what you're going to see, what you're going to get. Uh, this movie did, for me, a great job of every time it got to one of those moments in the film where, you know, I, I look back to other films of this style that I've watched yeah, and I thought I knew what was about to happen. It didn't necessarily give me a plot twist, but it just took it in a different direction. Yeah. Uh, that happened several times throughout the movie. Uh, I, I think the story isn't what you just get on the surface level, what you may anticipate from seeing the trailer. It gets much deeper than that. There are different layers throughout this movie, different events that happened. Mm-hmm you know, it's a, it's a Rob the Drug Dealer, uh, you know, badass military guys, run and gun, shoot them up movie. And I don't don't know why I like to say run and gun. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, it just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I use that often. But it's it's one of those movies, again, where it's easy to have expectations about what you expect, but really, it becomes more about the relationship between these uh, five former special ops uh, soldiers and the, the, what, they go through after completing this kind of like off the books mission of, you know, taking out a drug dealer, stealing his money, and then what happens? So it's not just about, Hey, the, you know, the, the, the robbing the drug dealer and stealing the money It really is about what happens after that. And and what, uh,
0: what obstacles they face. Yeah. Um, so the film, uh, is kind of notable for its lack of, uh, sort of uh you know twist you know plot twist um because it sets up a scenario where you're like oh I'm waiting for the plot twist I see that they're like clearly giving me signs that a plot twist is coming so for instance uh Oscar Isaac's uh uh, uh character um his character is named uh Santiago uh Pope Garcia um he's primed for some sort of duplicitous uh you know act um, but they never give you anything like that. His mm. motives from the beginning is that he wants to just uh, he sees that there's this drug lord and the drug lord um, Lorea uh, Lorea has a uh, an accountant who uh, uh, and I believe her name is uh, Giovanna. um, and uh, Santiago is clearly in sort of cohoots with Giovanna. And he wants to break her away from him because I think maybe her brother like had some sort of issue where he was like locked up in jail. Maybe he worked for the drug lord or I don't know, something crazy. Um, So he wants to get rid of the drug lord, but then he knows he has a sh- ton of money, right? That he's like, look, if we can get this money, we're set for fucking life, right? Um, That motivation is never they never uh, go away from it. It's never like hmm, maybe that's not why he wants to kill it, uh, kill the drug lord and make all this happen because um, they court, sort of give you sort of the telltale signs of like perhaps that's not all he wants. Like so, for instance, like he has a real hard on for trying to kill this drug lord, but and they just kill him and it's just like, oh, well, that's the end of that storyline. But it was like, why did they make it such a. uh important part of the story to begin with if there know that like within the first act of the movie or perhaps the second act um they're just going to kill the dude and that's going to be the end of that storyline you know um so i i believe that again the the main sort of tenet of this film is that you would expect that there's going to be a lot of sort of twist plot twist and and whatnot but there's not it's a fairly straightforward movie and I'm still kind of undecided about how I feel uh, about it. If I were to be honest and to say how I'm leaning right now, I'm like, I don't know if I like that too much because it's like, it's like, I don't know what the real, what the true reason why we came to see this movie. I, I know that one of the main sort of things that I'm, that they just blatantly give you is, is that, um, you know, if you love something, let it go. And if it comes back to you, then it was truly yours. With how they have the whole dynamic between Santiago trying to like, he wants this money, he wants this money, he wants this money, and then just to have to give it away at the end. But then, right after he gives it away, it's like, oh no, that thing you thought was gone, you're clearly gonna. There's a way to get. There's a way to it. get back to all of it. You yeah. Know? Um. So uh, I think is a very simplistic for, for all the heavy guns that they had on this. They had Oscar Isaac, phenomenal actor, Ben Mm -hmm. Affleck beginning to be so, so in his old age, but, (laughs) but he's done enough to where, yeah, he still commands a little respect. Yeah. He's cemented. Yeah. um, uh, You know, and then, then Charlie Hunnam, who, who he's, I I would say he's past the up and coming stage. Yeah. I mean, Sons of Anarchy was an incredible series on FX. Um, And can we talk about his accent real quick? His accent is pure where, garbage. Where's he from? Australia. Fucking uh, maybe Minnesota. I don't fucking know. But all I know is his American accent is utter garbage. <laughs> he doesn't like in Sons it, of Anarchy. Yeah. It, 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 it was it a played lot Well, yeah, it did not play well here. He really? sounds very much foreign, but trying his hardest to sound American.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. So like, you didn't notice that? I'm so used to he- oh, him, hearing him speak with didn't. an American yeah, accent yeah, yeah. from Sons of Anarchy and yeah. and from, uh, what was that show with the fighting, or the movie with the fighting robots,
0: Pacific Rim? Oh, he was in, I didn't, yeah. I didn't
1: watch it. Yeah, I'm so yeah. used to hearing his voice that it, it didn't stand out to me. So, yeah. for, for you, he, he was probably, like, new. Yeah. I'm guessing you haven't seen him in too many things. No, I not I didn't really watch Sons I'm used of to it. Yeah. Uh Nah. I yeah. don't know how I feel about uh, yeah. it. I, I, it was I'll, just one I'll of those have things. To listen a little bit closely, or yeah. more
0: closely. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So the the, the accent I, I thought was not very good, but uh, I digress. Um, again, the, the, it was a very simplistic plot that threatens that they're going to hit you with some sort of major plot twist, which they never really do, except for maybe perhaps one. Uh, and if you don't know that this is a spoiler field, a uh, filled uh, review, then I don't know what to tell you, but um, uh, Ben Affleck clearly gets popped, uh, yeah. you know, about uh, about three quarters of the way through the movie. Um, and it's very unexpected. Like, yeah, it's, it's not unexpected that he'll die. It's just like, Oh shit! That like that's it. The, like, that's, <laughs> yeah, it's like that abruptness yeah. of him getting popped, and and even in that
1: moment, yeah, as I saw the kid creep over Ben Affleck or get like flank he thought flank his position. Somebody was yeah, gonna I kill th- that kid. Exactly. Or, yeah. I thought maybe one of the other characters will you know pop the kid and save Ben, and they would they would carry on, yeah. or maybe Ben would fucking his like instincts would kick in and yeah. and he might move you know a certain way, get hit in the shoulder, and take out the kid. But no. He's got yeah. pop.
0: Yeah. Uh, and it, it, immediately I wondered, damn, how much did they pay you for this movie, Ben? Like, what was <laughs> D- Well, Like, what, like, did they tell you at the beginning? Like, look, I'm not going to pay you for a full movie. We're going to pay you for about three quarters yeah, of the movie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think Ben gave people what kind of what they wanted to see. <laughs> from him you know, people still are whole soft about yeah. his whole cheating on jennifer garner thing so he's like yeah fine i'll fucking die in a yeah. movie yeah they you saw got- him as batman
0: they were like we didn't like you in that either and he's like you know what fuck you guys all yeah. right here's how we're gonna all do right. this here's me getting popped <laughs> hooray we'll do a reset yeah. don't shit on my next movie <laughs> okay so uh so that's how we feel about the plot let's jump to the characters um i mean again what a cast
1: uh Oscar Isaac, Charlie Hunnam, Pedro Pascal, and uh, Ben Affleck—they all carried their weight. Uh, there wasn't one of these characters that I thought was like the weak link. Yeah. I think they all brought uh, a dynamic to, to the to the film in terms of like their acting ability and, and their, their 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 charm. Right. Uh, I I don't know if there was a weak link here. There there's certainly my favorites. Oscar Isaac being one of my favorite characters who was. You know, he had conflict, right? Mm-hmm. In doing what he thought was right, yeah, doing what he knew was wrong mm-hmm. and putting his friends, you know, people he truly cared about in the in the middle of all of it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh I do think he genuinely wanted to get Lara. He genuinely knew that what Lorea is doing in, and they were in mexico i believe right
0: i or, believe so i let me double check but I can keep going yeah
1: so he he knew that this drug lord Lorea not only had was paying people off in the military he was paying off the police you know in a lot of these situations where there's one like massive drug lord uh in a certain country or in a certain community right mm-hmm. the the people in that community are pretty much prisoners right so he had a genuine reason for wanting to get Larea, mm-hmm. but he also had a genuine reason for wanting to get fucking paid. Yeah. You could tell he wasn't rich. Yeah. You know, the military, it doesn't get you rich. Apparently not. Yeah. He saw his friends, particularly Ben Affleck's character, um, also known as red fly. He saw him struggling. Like here's a guy who, you know, and Ben Affleck was the, the captain of their special ops unit. Right. So Ben Affleck was struggling to be at home, struggling with his family, struggling to pay his bills. And risk- it was uh, Columbia, by the way, sir. They were in Columbia. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Ben Affleck's character was struggling. Hadn't been shot five times for his country. Could barely pay or afford to, to take, take care of his family. Yeah. So he had two genuine... Um, Reasons to to take on this task, right? So again, Oscar Isaac's character, um, I saw the complexity there. I understood his motivations and Oscar Isaac is just a a great actor. Uh, Charlie Hunnam's character, I really did like him. Uh, He was a little bit more simple, right? He had something good going, but you can tell just like his brother, uh, Ben Miller. So Charlie Hunnam's character was William Miller and his brother, Ben Miller in the movie. They were doing fine. But you can tell guys like those want the action, right? They want to get back in the game. Uh, I understood their motivations to to say, hey, if Ben Affleck's going, uh, if Ben Affleck's character, Tom Davis, is going, we're in. Putting the team back together. It's like, uh, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody, right? Get the mm-hmm. band back together. It was one of those types of things. And then the movie just took off from there. So, again, I didn't think there was a weak link in this movie. I thought all of their performances in this movie were good. Uh, they played... The, the, you know, the rough and tough, run and gun, said it again, military guys, well, um, to, to look at some of the oh, and I'm sorry, I keep forgetting Pedro Pascal, his character, I don't really think th- there wasn't much there in terms of motivation. It was just like, you know, if, if my guys are going to my guys are going to do this, I'm down right yeah and that's really all I need if my guys are doing it I'm doing it uh, I think he would have been fine to have said no but your boys are going you're going yeah and again he's just a phenomenal actor Uh, you know he carried his weight in the film the smaller characters uh, when we talk about uh, Oscar Isaac's character his love interest in the movie her name is Yovana played by Adria Adria Arjona I believe for the small amount of time she had in the film, again, I think she carried her weight too. I, yeah. I don't, I can't find anyone who's who's performing who, who I would say was my loser in this film. I think they were all winners. Yeah, uh, none of them are gonna win an Oscar for this, <laughs> but for what the movie was, <laughs> yeah, great acting.
0: Yeah, I'll just real quick to say who's like my runner-up, and then uh, of course who's my MVP. Uh, my runner-up is uh, Oscar Isaac. I just love everything that he fucking. There hasn't been a movie yet where I see Oscar Isaac where I'm like, you know what wasn't my was my favorite you know um he always he turns in a, a a pretty uh great role like uh, i remember seeing him in uh, Lewin Davis which is uh, I believe a Cohen brothers movie fantastic mm-hmm. in that remember you know even in the star wars movies he's pretty great in that yeah a most um, violent year uh just everything he's Ex-Machina. in ex machina y'all fucking fantastic in that yeah. you know um i remember that was like my one of my like my really first introductions into him where i was like i've I seen him in other stuff before but that was why i took note like oh, this dude's yeah fucking that, that's
1: the movie that really turned me on to him as well yeah. like wow this guy's good yeah
0: um okay but my mvp is uh adriana or adriana adria uh uh, 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 uh rohana i believe
1: damn Maybe we i right. fucked i'm I nah, it way wrong th- i probably said it <laughs> way wrong <laughs> <laughs> we're probably both
0: wrong um but uh I'm selecting her because she was the most believable out of everybody. She gave a sense of urgency to her character that I thought was not necessarily lacking in everybody else, but was just a tick up from everybody else where you believe she was scared. You believe that she needed to get out of this scenario. You you would just believe everything she did. Like you believe like you were sucked into her story, even though she just like you said, she didn't have a lot of screen time, but you were uh, entrenched in her story. You, you, you felt like, oh shit! Like, I hope this works out for. Yeah. her. Like, I, I, I really this... did
1: genuinely hope that yeah. she survived, right? Yeah. Because in a lot of movies like this, her
0: character just always dies, ends up yeah. being a casualty of war. Yeah. Um, but she didn't. She didn't play it like. She didn't play it as in, she was trying to earn your empathy. She played it as in she was just like, I'm at the end of my rope. I need this dub, like, you know, uh, and, and I thought, I think that's, that's always a talent. I always try to notice that, uh, like, am I sold on what this person's doing? Do I believe, like, do I have that immediate gut reaction of, damn, like, I I need you to get the dub. Like, I need you to get this win, you know, um, and I think she, she did that to a T. So I, so I, she, she gets my MVP for the, uh, for the film. Uh, let's move on briskly to cinematography, which the cinematography, and I, and I should have mentioned that the casting by credit on that was on triple frontier is, uh, Katie Doyle, uh, um, Marissa, uh, Rome, Ron, Ron Cali and Mary Veneru. Uh, and the, 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 doing the cinematography is Roman, uh, Vaz, Yanov Nov. okay yeah. you must be good uh, enough Russian I guess <laughs> uh, and the film was edited by Ron um, Pantane so I mean this film for me
1: uh, I'm not gonna say cinematography didn't stand out yeah Uh I'm not gonna say it was phenomenal either yeah. I think it was done uh, purposeful yeah I think about the opening scene where you kind of just open to Oscar Isaac's character and he's kind of like listening to music. They're in the helicopter. Uh, you can tell they're going, uh, they're going to take out some bad guys, right? Yeah. They're going to put some motherfuckers down. Yeah. And I love the, uh, I love that opening scene. Like, yeah. Like, it was it, just a good opening scene. It, yeah. it, it captures the, the, the setting. Yeah. You know where they are, you know, they're in like, um, you know, in, in Brazil, it's kind of called like the favelas, mm-hmm. you know, the village where, you know, it's, it's kind of like a poor village, but, um, you know some bad shit goes down. That's where the drugs are made, right? Uh, So here's this military troop moving through the favelas. Clearly, it was shot from above, so they're utilizing both the helicopter carrying uh, Oscar Isaac's character as well as another helicopter to um, kind of a a wide pan to capture the entire troop or platoon moving through the village. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a lot of continuous shooting throughout this movie that I really like, particularly the scene after the helicopter crash lands in the village where they're producing the cocaine. Yeah. And Oscar Isaac's character is in the um, in the, the cabin with the elder in the village. Yeah, that was a really good scene. Yeah. yeah. Ben Affleck's character walks in. They pull out the money. There's a conversation that's had. Ben Affleck's character exits and it's just one continuous long shot. Yeah. So there were moments like that where you're like beautifully... And purposefully shot, and there are other moments where, like, you really feel like you're entrenched in the uh, in the action. Particularly yeah. when they're in the house, they find the money, they're loading the money out from the walls and putting it in the in the van, mm-hmm. and then the first uh, the first uh, team of security for Lorea comes back to the house, mm-hmm. and then they're moving through the house very much like a real military unit would. Putting down the uh, the security team and they're counting them off as they're doing as they're going and I just love the way they move through the house and I love the way the camera followed uh, Oscar Isaac or Ben Affleck's character or um you know uh, uh, what Garrett Ludd <laughs> Uh, (laughs) something fuck why is his name so challenging for me I don't know Um, so again there there were standout moments throughout the movie where I loved the way they did the continuous shooting or you you can tell it was like a handheld camera and and that person was following the character throughout the um, the uh, you know the the scene or the environment that they were in yeah but you know it's not again they're not going to win an award
0: here for cinematography, but it was purposeful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the one thing I could really say about the cinematography is, is that uh, their use of color, whoever did the color grading on this film, did a fantastic job. It's got v- really sort of v- vibrant colors, which um, and, and obviously it has a lot of green in it. It has a lot of teal in it um, or blue teal, yada, yada. It has those signature codes, which in any sort of action movie, it's going to have those colors in it. Just. Because we're trained to fucking see those colors in, in in that type of movie, um, uh, but uh, the colors to me were very vibrant in the film, and uh, you know, uh, a lot of the uh, the panning uh, or or the overhead shots were uh were, were just beautiful. You know, mm-hmm. I think they they really sort of uh, uh, sort of immerse you in that world, and they like it, it sets you up for this really sort of the characters were sort of a tight bunch, but also they were like kind of skeptical of one another at times. And they were kind of like brothers, you know? Um, And I think that the way that they shot it uh, with some of those sort of distant shots, but also like extremely close shots gave you that sort of uh variety um, when it comes to feeling that emotion of like, feeling yeah. like you're connected to something, but at the same time it's still kind of distant and, uh, like and
1: how their environment really does kind of force, force them, them to, to yeah. either butt heads or come together and
0: work together. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. All right. Let's, uh, let's go on to the music, which I think that's going to be brief. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't really like it. Uh, I thought it was, uh, I, they played some of the, like the, the rock music and um, uh, who did the, uh, the, 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 music for the film is um, uh, if I can pull it up here is uh, dis, uh disaster piece. I believe is there. You know, name. I saw that. Yeah, it was like a it, it it's in the opening credits that they yeah. they, they did the uh, the the film, uh music for the film. Uh, I don't I don't know what they're going for. I I didn't really catch on to what they were laying down there. Yeah,
1: uh again, maybe just one of those things where obviously the the music was not the
0: focal point of this <laughs> film. <laughs> yeah, but I felt like it was. It was cuz they played this like extremely like especially at the beginning when um he has like I think the headphones in. Yeah. Uh they played this like really sort of pulsating sort of rock music which I thought was like a maybe a reference to something or whatever they were doing. I didn't understand. Like I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't really fully get exactly what they were trying. to do. Was it a miss it. for you? It was. Like, it, did it they was miss, a miss the mark? Or or I just didn't understand what they were trying to do. Perhaps if I read up on it. Perhaps, yeah. But, but I think if you're doing that, if you're reading up on stuff, having to be like, oh. Okay, that's what yeah. they're trying to do. Then maybe perhaps you missed the mark a little bit. Yeah.
1: But, so Disaster Piece was probably obviously like a group or a team of people that they yeah, brought into the, yeah, do it's the like, music. Yeah, it's
0: like being like M83 and them doing like a soundtrack too. I think they did the one for Oblivion. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's like bringing perhaps, I don't know who Disaster Piece is, but I'm sure they're like famous. Yeah, so you would have liked for or,
1: either the music to stand out more or to, for their to Or for there to, to be a justification more,
0: yeah. for it. Like, or, or a more observable justification for, I didn't really understand the connection between the extremely sort of visceral rock music and what they were doing. Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't know really that's understand. a great call. out. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you had anything else to add.
1: That's it. <laughs> that's it. My guy. <laughs> All right. Fair
0: enough. What's your, what's your overall thoughts for this one?
1: My, my overall thought, like, this was a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it, And when I say really good, I'm not talking award-winning here. I'm not talking, um, you know, culturally defining film, right? I'm just talking about, will you have enjoyed this movie after you've finished it? Will it have been a great use of your time? You know, compared to everything that's out there on Netflix, uh, this movie in particular for me is something that I'm really glad I watched I love the performances um it wasn't too long it wasn't too short uh, this movies this movies a win for me yeah. strong strong cast great
0: story good acting yeah it's a win win for you yeah it wasn't necessarily that way for me I, I'm still kind of grappling with how I feel about it I thought it was it it, it was a I I and I can't and I think the reason why I grapple with this because I can't say it's a different way to tell a story it was a very simplistic way of telling a story but they kind of set you up for this like hey we're gonna get you with some sort of crazy twist but they never really do except for just like the one time and it wasn't really a twist you knew kind of Ben Affleck's character is probably gonna die or somebody significant was gonna die um but with the abruptness that they do it was kind of like oh shit but that's just like one scene um I'm not sure how I feel about that yet. I, yeah. I'm still leaning towards, like, eh, they didn't really, like, you know, get it done for me. But I think perhaps. I don't think maybe I'll, I'll I don't think I'll look cool, like watch the movie again. I have no real desire to see it again. But I think if I think about it for a little more, perhaps I'll change my tune. But as of right now, I would say, yeah, this, this wasn't uh, this wasn't the best for me.
1: You know what I think, and and I say this because you you've mentioned this uh, like two or three times now, as yeah. we've discussed the movies, right? Yeah. Like the plot twist, right? Yeah. Uh, the getting something you weren't expecting, in in in, in a way more glaring than the way they did in this movie. Right. Mm -hmm. I I think you may be stuck to that where for me, as I watched this movie, what I really enjoyed about it was the fact that like, there weren't any plot twists per se. There were pivots from your expectations. Mm -hmm. Right. So again, you know, I don't know why I thought about this, but um, I saw a video of like uh, Kyrie Irving, you know, earlier today. And uh, it was just one of the plays in, in some game where Kyrie Irving just took the ball from one end of the court and drove it all the way fucking down and scored, right? Yeah. And basketball, the purpose is to go down and score. Yeah. And Kyrie, he didn't do any crazy passes. He took the ball, he went down, scored. He crossed a few people up. He hit a few spin moves. Obviously, there were some defenders in his way, but he got from point A to point B. He did what he intended to do. Mm-hmm. This movie kind of felt like that for me. So along the way, You know, I'm watching Kyrie travel down the court with the ball, and he could have, you know, dished it out to one of the other players, right? Yeah. Wow, he just pivoted in another direction. Mm -hmm. Uh, When he got out to another defender, he could have, you know, did some crazy, you know, pass to another player, set up a screen, something like that. Nope, he just kind of kept moving along the way, opposition after opposition yeah, made his way. So the, the down only score.
0: adjustment that I'll make to that is you're completely right. But I think when we watch a movie, it's a little different in that we're looking to be entertained. And then also a lot of the movie is about the struggle. You know, it's, it's about seeing somebody like seeing Kyrie get the ball inbounded there being a defender in his face he has to get rid of the ball it's like and you're you are know, the he, 10 oh, seconds pass it, pass it, the pass 10 it, seconds right? rule you know um but if he just goes from one end of the court to the other you're like oh, well that was that was kind of not satisfying you know like 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 it gets the job done mm-hmm. but it's just like the reason why we watch a movie the reason why we're so entertained by the movie is seeing the struggle because it's that's the story that's that's the complexity of it we're we're seeing it we're we're trying to see we're trying to get a little insight into the human condition, you know, and so when you do that, it seems so simplistic. Like, think about it, like your most exciting days in life aren't days where you just wake up, go to work, eat something, come back home, go to sleep your most exciting days is when something crazy happens, you know, like yeah. that's like the day where you're yeah. like, oh, I don't shit. know. It, it, <laughs> when, when you get past 30, those yeah. are exciting days. <laughs> it's like, yo, I woke up. Yeah. Went to work. <laughs> now I'm home again. Yeah. Nothing uh, crazy happened. <laughs> no, but that's incredible. not the day you remember though, is what <laughs> I'm trying to say. But in, uh, nonetheless, uh we pressed play on Triple Frontier. You guys should as well. Uh, it was a, uh, it was an interesting movie to say the least in terms of like, it, it, it depending on how you what you like in movies, you're going to feel one way or another about this. movie. Yeah. Uh, so there, there are no plot
1: uh, twists here, but there's there's no predictability as well.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um. So if you saw drop us a line. Let us know what you thought about it. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. And I'm sorry that you just listened to the entire <laughs> our entire analysis <laughs> of the movie. They're like, fuck, like, fuck you guys. Um. So. Uh. So, yeah. So Uh. Pre, please, please, pray. Jesus press Christ. <laughs> press up. Please press play. That that is a tongue twister though. Try to say that fast. Please press play. Damn it. You son of Please a bitch. Play.
1: Please press play. Please you press play. Linguistic master. master. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um okay, so uh I got to actually hop out of here cuz I got some shit I got to go do. Yeah, um I got to take a shit too. You just drank, like, 18 cups of coffee, so yeah, that, that stands and that was
1: cheap Royal Farms coffee. <laughs> so it runs to, right through you. Within an hour. Yeah. You've got to <laughs> shit. All right, so
0: uh, we'll be back probably most likely Saturday uh, to hit you with some more fire. Uh, outside of that, I just uh, want to say appreciate appreciate uh, all your support. For those who've uh, rocked with us for as long as you have, both just literally just through the entire course of this uh, you know, experiment with the podcast as well as this specific episode. Although I think this is uh this has been, uh, I'm liking this one. I like this episode. Um, it's lighthearted so, fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and st- it's still fuck you, John Campia. Uh, big very much so. Miller. <laughs> Very much. Uh, so if you are right with us this, this long, we appreciate it. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Uh, and then also share this shit with uh, anybody and everybody. Yeah, this can is can, an episode uh, you can it. share with your mom. Not Maybe. too much language Maybe Grandma uh, Perhaps let your, let your kids listen to
1: this episode <laughs> uh, I don't
0: know how old they are But uh, you might want to I don't know if They're over two <laughs> Let them listen They'll learn a lot Fuck it Um with that ladies and gentlemen I think we will uh, certainly hit the fucking usual protocol here a rain hit me Fade out We out this bitch